0: Okay, my name is Stacy. I am the game director for Star Stable Online, and I have been with the company for seven years this year.
1: Super cool. So my name is Charlotta Nilsson. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Paradox Interactive, and I've been with Paradox for
2: two years. And hello, my name is uh, Nika Bender. I'm a live series producer at DICE EA, and I've been with DICE for a bit over than two years now. Previously? Previously, I have been for five years at Star Stable, so a little bit <laughs> like I'm coming back home.
3: <laughs> awesome. So we'll start off with the first question, which was from Charlotte, which is, uh, in the light that technology improves over time, uh, console performance, etc., when could tech hinder a great player experience? So I'll pass over to you to give some context around that. Mm-hmm.
1: So, of course, everyone knows that uh, we are in a race of new technology, and we try to raise the bar of things. Uh, but still, if we go a few thousand years back, there are still games that are at the level of our hearts. So, with that in mind, uh, do we see uh, tech as uh, enabler? Or can it also be a hinder? So uh, your reflections
2: uh, on that I would mean, to hear? I can just start with, like some of the thoughts that I have because mm-hmm. I mean, working on a game in the you know, like the Battle of forty mm-hmm. Two, which was like the game that was in the shift within the generations for the consoles, it was a very interesting experience for me. Um, because I like this was the first console game, for instance, that I worked on, and where you know the the tech was a really big part of it. Like we mm. wanted to make it you know, available on the new generation, which meant a lot of new things. One thing I'm realizing, also as you know, mm. a, you know, a gamer myself, is that <laughs> those amazing new games are kind of forcing you to buy the new consoles, the new PC, continuously upgrading. So what about the players that maybe are not able to? That means they can't enjoy the experiences mm-hmm. of these new things. So for me, usually what, when I think about you know the new technology, I would say that's the negative aspects. But it's just because it kind of also hits the consumerism. I would say of it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like, well, you can't join the fun if you don't have the money to buy all the new cool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the hardware that supports the mm-hmm. new games. Uh, and as I said, like sometimes, I love games. That are not made for the latest technology they're just good games um and i think there will always be a reason where you want to promote the new, the, you know, the new hardware and have the game that it the best uh, i would say with the, the generation five I, I mean, i'm not playing mm-hmm. like the ps like the games on the ps5 and the series x those games are really impressive i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. that they do, they do require to have that do have like a good television like a good tv and also when it comes to the pc now I mean, I think we all know in the recent years the how difficult it is to assemble a good PC for a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. actually even find a GPU and a <laughs> graphic <laughs> card, you know, for a decent price. So, I mean, like, I think it's like, you know, it is this mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, are we really, you know, giving the players the most experience or are we kind of like getting that experience based on how forward hmm. or even access the hardware to play this. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I think about hmm. it.
0: I think that's actually a really good point, especially given the demographic of Star Stable, because we, we talk about our tech a lot because we work with our proprietary engine. And at this point, it's you know 11 years old. We're dealing with some old tech. We have a lot of tech debt that, that we have to catch up with. But at the same time, our players are young girls. They're on their parents' hand-me-down laptops. They're not on the newest tech. If we hmm. were to move forward with our tech... In a lot of ways, that would be exactly that. We would be gatekeeping a lot of young kids from being able to enjoy the game. And even now, sometimes they they struggle. They have to play on lower graphics quality and they still love it. They still dive in. So it, it, I think that's a really interesting perspective when you come at it from the gatekeeping aspect because, yes, there's hardcore gamers. They want the newest tech. They want the, the best graphics. But is that everybody? I, I don't know. I mean, we don't see that from our end necessarily, mm-hmm. but... It's an interesting side of the coin. I like
1: the way how you sort of reflect around this, because my initial thinking around this is that sometimes you have high ambition with your game. So you will want to go with the latest mm-hmm. uh, on an engine or a console or something that you say, oh, we want to go for this. And then that might be delayed or mm-hmm. the promise of what would be included. Are not coming, yeah. And your game is maybe held back due to those details missing, and that was m- maybe not needed for the player experience. Yeah. So, so that was one thing. And the other thing I've been reflecting on myself on this topic is that nothing can beat imagination.
0: <laughs> That's so, very true.
1: And, that and, is uh, so true. And, <laughs> and uh, when it comes to my story and my world and what my dreams nothing in tech can beat that I've seen super cool stuff so I would not say that I'm also totally blown away with some stuff that you you experience but in the same time thinking about making games and we sort of look into five years from now it's not necessarily the tech. The tech can be sort of one route where mm-hmm. that can be super amazing, mm-hmm. but maybe the best games are not necessarily in that route. There might be another route mm-hmm. with other stuff that give another experience. So I, I mean, I've been thinking mainly from the making of games mm-hmm. uh, as the perspective. So I really like that you turned this around and looked from who could have access yeah. to
2: it. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think... Um there is again there is so much space for creativity when you're supported mm. with that mm. like I mean mm. let's be honest mm. I mean making games 10 years ago and the limitations you had just because of the tech <laughs> and making <laughs> games now it's huge difference yes. yeah I mean it is amazing however what you said like I don't think that's something that will define if a game a good is good or not No, it will be an extra I think it is like an, you know the extra oomph that you get yeah but it's the game design and yeah. the way how you make the game the creativity of it that's what makes the game good or bad as yeah. I said I've played games that are not for the latest day, they're not the, you know, the best visual and audio and everything experience, but they're amazing games yeah. because the player experience playing it, it's fabulous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and like, I mean, I think that's also why a lot of older games, even though yeah. their graphics are not up to the standard, uh, there maybe you know, the animations are not up to the standard, you you know, you, there's also why there's so many lot of remasters and why they keep coming and coming, because. Mm-hmm. Those games are obviously—they're made. They're good games. Mm-hmm. People play them after all these years, even though they're outdated. Let's call them that way. Mm-hmm. After all these years, which is why the remasters are now very popular because they take you take the same game and then you know you you make it up to the today's visual look. Yeah, and, you know, and maybe people. they are
1: in some level two different things that are not necessarily competing with each other. You can mm-hmm. compare with other industries like books are still around, but you watch uh, movies. So, and you can watch the same movie that you read the book and you still buy a new book coming out. Uh, so there, there is mm-hmm. n- not necessarily a competition, but I thought it was interesting to think about because when we talk about the future, we usually talk mainly about what kind of tech could be available at sure. that time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so that's why I thought, you. The, um, I'm not sure tech is the bottleneck uh, mm-hmm. when we talk about making it mm-hmm. for the future.
2: I agree. I think I think we'll come to it. I have a question. Actually, I'm kind of not also not goes nice. into <laughs> a bit about making games and the yeah, tech, yeah. and just uh, where we are going. I mean, like going from like past five years, to ten years, and then now and the future.
0: Agree. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note,
3: I can move us on to. I can skip that one and just move straight to there. Uh, it makes most sense. Uh, so, in past years, especially with generation upgrades, as well as ever growing player expectations the cost of game development seems to be rising up significantly uh what do you think and how will games adapt to it in the future so obviously pass over to you to give a bit more context there as well
2: Sounds good and i think that that's what i was with as well as i think which was really interesting i mean as as we now talked about the tech and uh that what also effect it has on the the cost of making the game. And I say mm-hmm. the cost, it's not just about money. It's about you know well the amount of people that you need and then how much time it will take, which then translates into money, of course. In the end, mm-hmm. you still have to pay the salaries for all those people <laughs> and the benefits. Uh, hello, Sweden. <laughs> hello,
3: Sweden. <How's> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, one thing I'm noticing and uh, you know talking to people who've been in the industry for decades and like you know how how games were made 10 years ago and like you know how long it took to make the same game and I, yeah. for instance I am now working with DICE and they've been making Battlefield games for many 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 years this is actually this year is our 30th anniversary of DICE studio and 20th mm-hmm. anniversary of, of Battlefield
0: wow nice celebration mm-hmm. yeah. so, <laughs> yes
2: yeah, so it's been two decades yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was really interesting, you know, to talk to people who've been there for two decades because we still have a lot of people who've been there uh, for so long. And, you know, how, you know, how it was to make the Battlefield uh, 1, the Battlefield 4, the Battlefield 3, then the Battlefield 5, and then, then the new Battlefield. Um, and one thing that was really clear is that, you know, with the technolog- technological advancements, mm. and of course, Frostbite is being the engine that uh, mm. we use, uh, and it's also preparatory, preparatory, uh, I hate that word, <laughs> <Preparatory> <laughs> <laughs> engine. Yeah. Um engine. And of course it's been upgraded, and it's following the 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 trends. Um, one thing was very clear that the costs of development are rising. Mm. Um it's taking longer time because you know you can't just you know you can't do the the you know the, the pixelated artwork that mm. was you know acceptable before because that was a technical limitation. Oh no, now you have to get you know do the the top 4K, oh, okay, all mm. highest graph, you know, graph like graphical fidelity, then comes you know the online aspects, the streaming, how do you, you know. I'm not going to talk a lot because I I would say I'm not I'm not working with technical details, but mm-hmm. I know enough to understand the uh, the impact it has on production. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much like you know looking at it from the past years, like it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. We the you know, players' expectations because as we are pushing the bar up and up, it keeps also growing. means so like you know they, there are certain expectations that players have now versus the expectations they had five years ago. So what I'm thinking in okay, next five years, like what it will be like, you know, will we continue growing, and where's the limit? Like how much can you continue, you know, like putting the time, like how much the time and effort put into game can grow, and you know when, you know when we reach the limit, or how it will change in the future. So that was uh, was my thinking. Uh,
1: I think it's really interesting that the angle of it because uh, there is a really fierce competition of the time of the player, not necessarily mm. the money, but the mm. time people have to put into game. And with that, of course, if I'm saying that, oh, and now I'm going to use these two hours and do something for me, I would want to have the best. So from a buyer perspective, I think it's fairly easy to go for the coolest, uh, most uh, written about, or that, oh, they invested all this. It's like, if it's similar, again, to the movies, that if you hear that this, they had this amount of budget and it is it worked for this many years, you would raise your expectation of it. Mm-hmm. And I would think that will steer sales to a high degree, that, that will sort of really steer and gi- give the sort of marketing and attention and everything. But a really good game, it's not necessarily that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, uh, and I think that's something that we need also to own to some extent because otherwise we are ending up like a factory. We need to do yeah. this and we need to deliver that, etc. Uh, and to see that imagination uh, and also this having the good ideas what is the, the interaction you want to have, what is the experience, and how do you want to uh, share with your friends? Because as mm-hmm. games also get uh, becoming a platform for a, sort of. Uh, just uh, spending time together mm-hmm. it's not always the, the biggest flash that you you need if you go for a coffee or something uh, similar yep. type of, of mm-hmm. just interacting mm-hmm. uh, so so i think that it's fairly natural it will continue to c- compete very hard in the market mm-hmm. so the money will probably go where you have the coolest the best uh, tech uh, and people and everything but uh, if we think about sort of real player experience i'm not necessarily sure that is always the same Mm -hmm. you have a probably a better chance with with all that (laughs) investment but uh, mm
0: -hmm. i think you've nailed it i think that's a really good way and it ties back to what we were talking about before that you need to offer something else like everyone can fight for the the best the biggest the coolest thing but Mm -hmm. are you offering that thing that people are looking for like uh, of course, our players are always looking for better horses. They want it to be more realistic and move better. And we're aiming for that. But also part of the niche is that it's a home online. It's what you're saying mm-hmm. with multiplayer. It's where you want to spend time with your friends or it, it there's there's niche things that people can do that don't necessarily rely on tech. So how are we thinking about... game from that perspective rather than always trying to be the biggest the fastest the boldest there's there's other options out there and i think people are looking for that really especially when you talk about them only having two hours at the end of the day uh, to do something it really has to speak to them in order to play it and i think there is that passion there and sometimes it's overlooked a little bit to go Mm -hmm. for the nicest looking thing rather than really the the experiences that talk to people Mm -hmm.
1: And another thing very close to what you mentioned is that if we look at what's happening in our society, loneliness is one of the biggest sort of disease mm-hmm. that, that is spreading around the world, that people feel alone, mm-hmm. even though we maybe have crowded cities, we have uh, work to go to, etc., but people are not feeling enough included. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think a game is super important mm-hmm. to both include uh, you as you are, uh, and also interacting with with friends. So I think that part of gaming mm-hmm. is sometimes not talked enough
2: about. Yeah, absolutely I agree. Because it, I mean, I think it's not talked enough. Because mm. but you can see. I mean, I know we talked <laughs> because Star Stable. I think was like very, very again very social. It was the social aspect was very, very strong. Mm. Um, I mean, just looking at the past, the games that were popular or game that exploded in a way. Not coming from AAA studios. They were the ones that had provided the sandbox experience, the Mm -hmm. social experience where people, um, you know, they start playing with friends and that's why you stay because your friends are playing there and then you can do, you know, you're doing things together. Mm -hmm. Um, Just looking at the past, I mean, there are like a number of games that pretty much they they didn't become popular just, you know, because they are the latest, the latest mastery of the, you know, technical investment. They were Mm -hmm. just, they actually had a really good social aspect to it
0: which actually made people (laughs) exactly
2: we're just fun (laughs) and that actually you know Mm -hmm. this is what like brought people together and then you know that's what make it sticky as we like to call it
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) awesome yeah so then moving on to stacy's question which is trends that we you would like to see embraced in gaming and game development also some trends that you'd rather see die your words not mine
0: (laughs) I know I wanted to get very kind of passionate and fun about it really (laughs) I'm just curious especially uh, in development are there things that you guys are doing that you would like to continue or maybe things that you don't want to continue or even in gaming in general what's something that just grinds your gears I guess is what we're getting at what what do you not want to see continue
2: this one is, dumb one It's like, oh, boy. okay, <laughs> there's the list. but like, how can I, like, you know?
1: <laughs> I can start. So, you then you get some time you thinking. <laughs> so, what I'm missing most from a player perspective, because I want to play games game to, together with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this co-op. Yes. Uh, I think it's too little, too mm-hmm. few. And when you have co-op, it's uh, sometimes, like, uh, it takes two. It's yep. very nicely done. Uh, it's so sweet. Uh, what I would like to have, now you can play too. Mm-hmm. But how do you do with a family? Mm-hmm. If you want to spend, instead of seeing a, uh, watching a movie in the evening, then how can you engage more? And in this nice co-op way, not sort of competing with each other mm-hmm. and not necessarily too stressful. Yep. And then I would love to have the two different levels where you can see if you go for a movie where they have jokes for parents and they have other jokes for kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so you sort of have uh, both levels of challenge and uh, you can sort of play with people's curiosity and sort of not missing out on that. So Mm -hmm. this co-op I think is uh, not used enough. So, Mm -hmm. and also coming back to what we talked about earlier that this is a social activity and uh, I want to do it with friends, and it's just a way to hang out. Uh, I think there is a lot of things there that is not used enough. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I <literally laughs> remember <really> you <laughs> mentioned like the co-op, and I'm thinking, like hell yeah. Me and my husband, like we, we pretty much browse because we have the Xbox Game Pass. Trying to find the co op games because you yeah. want to play together, yeah. We just want to, and exactly. you know, it doesn't, and it doesn't always really have to be a competition, we just want to play no, together. It's, mm-hmm. And it's so difficult to find good co op games yeah. that you can, like, it takes ugh, that one was it's oh, one of my favorite games actually last year, <laughs> absolutely love it. I also made the EA originals, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
3: um.
2: I fully agree. I think the co-op definitely was one of the, like, mm. as a, you know, as a gamer myself, like the things mm. that are missing. Uh, I think as an old school gamer, which is really funny, as, because I'm also a live service producer, because I work yeah. in the live service games, I, I really miss, you know, this old schools, like, here's a game, have fun with it, you spend, you know, I love, and there's still a lot of them, and mm. I really... Uh, but it kind of feels like it's not the mainstream and I understand why it's not the mainstream, but I really like, like, here's a game, here's a box game, you play it, you have fun, you replay it a couple of times on difficult levels and you get mastery and you, that's it, Like you're good, <laughs> you switch to the next game <laughs> instead of like spending hundreds of hours on the online game, which of course I do. But yeah. I just like, it's someone who's a completionist. Like I like to finish it. So
1: you it. want to finish it in the exactly. two hours of exactly. that evening. Mm. So you're going to so finish
0: it. I'm done. Instead of off. like, have to keep coming by because I never finish it. <laughs> That's a really good one. Sometimes I yeah. don't even start games because I'm like, "Oh, that's going to take an investment of my time. I can't do yeah. that right now." <laughs> like, "Oh, I don't know. It seems daunting." Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and I'm really hoping, like, when things that continue the rise, I would say, of the indie games. Yeah. um I think I really like where the game industry is now. Like, how where we came, like, come until this point, and I'm hoping going to continue mm-hmm. in this direction. I think. The uh, the popularity and like the rise of you know everyone being able to make games and a lot of indie games provided so much variety, so much options for us gamers. And mm-hmm. I, it's so amazing when you know you go and you know usually you go on Steam you go on Game Pass you go on like usually I think Steam is also really good to kind of like find those mm-hmm. you know small games that are made maybe by one person or a small team. Um, and they're little gold nuggets I call them or little gems. There's like oh my god you find like of course it's maybe usually it's not you know it's not the hundreds. Ours experience, you know, is this short experience which is beautiful, mm-hmm. and I understand that you know when you make, I would say, bigger games mm-hmm. that are you know provide again more investment, they usually have to pay off that investment, yeah. which is you know it's still a business. However, I know also within the games, it's, there's a lot of passion, so it's p- purely driven by passion. Of course, mm-hmm. everyone wants to make money because we all you know we all kind of need money to live. Which I understand? You know <laughs> what?
0: I know, a <laughs> <that is>. Surprise, <speaks laughs> yeah,
2: Gus. That's still reality we're living at the mm-hmm. moment. But there way. I mean, there's of course a lot of passion in big games, but it's different when you have, you know, very small team. Very, I, I think we all, real. I mean, play those games. We have. I mean, I know like Stargate, uh, the Star uh, Stargate Valley, for instance. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> Cute. yeah, I like it exactly. And I, I'm hoping like we're gonna continue with that. And uh, when but
1: do comes... do you think that this is a hit business? And as you mentioned. Uh, Everyone is out for for the gold, uh, mm. and when you hit it, you you get the gold. But we like the variety. Yeah. Uh, and how how will the the industry change with uh, some being successful, getting all the money, and then there is indie games that sort of maybe barely make it. Mm. So so what do you think that will have effect on?
2: Uh, I actually don't think. <laughs> Just looking how things are going, I don't think it will change a lot. I think there will always be this game this a new hit because Mm. it just hit the right spot that Mm. are currently trendy. Mm. It it, it keeps happening. And then Mm. you have the followers that are not trying to, you know, Mm. Mm -hmm. um, copy the recipe and get it again. Mm. You know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of games that's trying, but Mm -hmm. just like it was because... I would say they're like big, very big successes. Of course, they wouldn't be big if they're not good Mm -hmm. games to sell. But sometimes it's also about the timing. So you have the right timing, you hit Mm -hmm. the right theme, the right trend, and it just hits off. Mm -hmm. I mean, Avala it's an indie game. Yeah, just blew up amazing. And it wasn't AAA. No, no, uh, so, it was
1: made. So a couple being of people. That tech is maybe not always Exactly. So
2: I think that will continue being a thing. You know, you will always have these hits and you always have, you know, people trying to copy and then maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Um, and I don't really see us the, the environment honestly changing that much in the next five years. Mm. I think it's gonna continue as it is, like kind of in this uh this way. Yeah, at least from my perspective.
0: Yeah. I would say for me, I agree 100% with the co-op thing. Oh my gosh, that's big on my list. Um, I'm also a big horror fan, which surprises people because I work on Star Stable. But um, for me... New expectation, something coming up now. um, (laughs) Um, Dead horses. I think think one of the coolest... Oh my gosh. uh, One of the coolest things that has happened for horror is VR technology and, and horror. And so that you're more immersed in that experience. Because for me... I'm so jaded towards horror at this point. Just playing on the computer hasn't been enough. So I still really want VR to be embraced, at least from a horror perspective. And these
1: investments make a big difference yeah. in that genre. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because uh, the, if it's look like uh, it's drawn up uh, easily, then you will not be scared. So, yep. so you probably need that extra mm-hmm. uh, to get that uh, really. really uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something I would like to see more embraced and more taken. You know, take off in the next few yeah. years. It's my personal request. <laughs> somebody out there help. Uh, Star Stable are up for something. I can imagine. So looking forward to those discussions. Yeah. i us see if I can make it happen. Yeah.
2: And when it comes to the like the gaming industry, I'm really hoping that we're going to move into. I I know. I mean, I know. Feel very privileged to be working in Sweden, where we have unions, where you have I would say a very compared just to other countries, uh, not just within the industry. Generally, Sweden has a really good life-work balance. It's mm-hmm. Very, I mean, uh, we have a lot of benefits, um, I think, um, compared, for instance, I don't know, like, the U.S. industry and mm-hmm. the U.S. gaming industry. I'm hoping that the rest of the world will move into in that way of, you know, getting the mm-hmm. unions, getting the work-life balance, not yeah. exploding people. Um, I think, and I know the gaming industry is one of the ones that has been very much hurt because there's a lot of passionate people. And I've been in, I mean, just being in the industry now for many many years i'm not gonna say how much because then i realize uh, how old i am <laughs> so let's yeah. not go there yeah. <laughs> one thing i realize it's in an industry that's driven by passion by creativity yeah. so for those people they would just you know work crazy hours just because they want to make the best thing they want they want to you know they pour their yeah. heart and soul into it where that's that's great but you kind of like you have to understand the importance of the work-life balance which usually hits you know when people have families and kids like you know like there's a, yeah. the, of course there's work and there's it's amazing that you are able to work with what you love but you also have to take care about your the rest of your life mm. and i think in sweden you're allowed to do that really well mm. and i think outside of sweden we're still like as an industry we're not there yet and i'm hoping we're gonna move
1: i i think it's amazing that this has sort of become an industry that there is possible you can as a possibility have this as work uh, for your day so this is not your night job where you work on your passion uh, but you actually Mm -hmm. you you can have a good salary and you can have a good work environment and everything and still do this passionate work yes uh, and I when you talked about that, that it's so driven by passion, I like what Neil Gaiman wrote is art matters because with imagination, you can change the world. And I think that's so close also where money is not everything, but uh, how this creativity actually had a bigger purpose. Maybe it can make us see a new future in five years or or further away. No, no. Uh, so, exactly. so actually see see big things with this. But, uh, it's a way to express yourself.
3: Fully agree.
0: Yeah, but what do you what do you guys not want to see see happen? What ground, what, what is I would go away you? from horror. <laughs> 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 um, uh, that's fair. It's not for everybody.
1: <laughs> it's at least not for me. But no, I think uh, uh, games that go very close to this uh, using the psychology of people that if you get confetti here, you will continue to play mm. for a few more minutes. That, that kind of ruthless looking at how people actually work to make it. I, I, I see Debate. games as an experience, as, mm. uh, as something you do. I, I don't mind the competition you can have or something like that. Mm. It, it's more that you do it for yourself, not that someone else has figured out how you function. Um, sort of control mm-hmm. you from from outside so that is the time I, I would not say it's typical for any of our mm-hmm. game or our companies but uh, if there is anything in the gaming industry that I, I think is uh, not compelling mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be it
2: yeah, Oh, I fully agree yeah, because cool. I know their games well just driven by this psychology and data where like oh you know if you do this this happens like pretty much using human psychology to make mm-hmm. you spend as much money as you can mm-hmm. and that's pretty much just how they made it like there's no creativity it's just mm-hmm. like no no we're gonna ju- you do this these things
1: yeah i've read research on that
2: they, exactly they, um... i agree that's mm-hmm. one thing i also i'm like for me gaming is uh it's like making movies it's like making books it's it's a creative process of creating a completely new world which is why I personally fell in love with games. And I don't think I will ever stop being in love with games because I was always a creative kid and I always created my own worlds, but I didn't know how to really create them. Like I, would, they, they were would living in my head, but I'm really bad. Like, I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to <laughs> like, They don't really can pour make it. it. Out. Yeah, I can really <laughs> pour it out. So they were living in my head, but then I'm able to be a part of the team that's making this whole new world mm. uh, every time. And uh, for me, that's, that's what the game's about. I mean, I fully understand, you know, for, you know, it's still, because you still need a business. To pay people salaries so they can you know have big game developers as professionals and having should them, not know. underestimate that exactly. people
1: uh, appreciate salaries
2: exactly mm-hmm. and i fully understand and that is the reality of it but mm-hmm. first and foremost like we are a creative industry that makes worlds mm-hmm. and uh, i agree i think yeah i would we like as we go that direction kind of stuff like yeah sure there's money but can we please just not <laughs> you know not really play i would say into exploiting human psych or businesses mm-hmm. let's go that way or mm-hmm. just um, financial benefits and using a creative meeting for that
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's me awesome.
2: that's me although I'm still thinking what do I want to stop doing and it's like I can't th- I can't really think of like something specific apart mm-hmm. from what really grinds me a bit I'm like and it's very personal because I'm not I was never really fond of the whole Silicon Valley startup bubble in a way I was just never fond of and i'm seeing it that i think um it's kind of expanding to gains because i think there's a lot of opportunities there Mm -hmm. and i think that's what worries me about because again it becomes
1: more of an industry
2: like again because all about money Mm -hmm. and you know how can you sell
1: investor would probably think that here you can make money and we pour in our our investment here and we
2: expect to pay back yeah, and it's less about mm-hmm. creativity and just like, you know, well, we believe in your vision. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, creative vision, not like, here's how I can make more money for you, mm-hmm. which kind of goes back with what you mentioning. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's the part where I'm like, uh, I can see it happening and not not really the happiest about it, but, you know, what can I do? <laughs> 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 Apart from complaining <laughs> loudly <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> that's how
0: we
1: do it yes, yes no. setting the standard
0: <laughs> but i like that you took the work-life balance as as a positive to embrace because i immediately thought of it as a negative that i don't want to see how maybe that's because i'm coming from the u.s where i'm like i need this to stop we need to have you know the vacation days so for me that was a um thing we need to stop doing but i like that stop you uh, that- l- like not having the healthy work-life balance not having vacation days no, we need to only stop vacation or only work
1: what are you aiming for
0: sorry no so you we need to stop like Uh, exploit like exploiting people at work just in general like yeah just like overworking people and uh, and i and like i see all of these negatives but i i actually prefer how you spun it as a positive oh we need to embrace this culture rather than we need to stop this culture um Mm -hmm. and of course Mm -hmm. that's more than just the gaming industry but um i just think it's interesting that we just had that slightly different perspective about the same topic nice. really
2: yeah but I think what I'm saying I think it's why it's really I would say noticeable in the gaming industry it is because there's not a lot of industry where people are like they love coming to work mm-hmm. they want to work they like you know you have a lot of industries where you're just like I'm just gonna do my nine-to-five I'm out mm-hmm. of here
0: mm-hmm. we
2: didn't have this problem of work-life mm-hmm. balance because people are you know they're just there for their paycheck mm-hmm. I would say this is the industry where people are not I mean of course they need the paycheck but they're not here for the paycheck they're here to for the creativity and Mm. for the uh pretty much to do art animation you have to keep a handle
0: on people and say like hey you you know if this is too much you've been working too much are you taking your breaks yes And you have to be on top of that a lot of times. And I know that there's people that aren't going to be on top of it. Like there's not people out there, like people that we work with that say, Hey, uh, did you take off these hours because you, you overworked the other day. In some industries or some companies, they're not checking on that. They they would rather you work Mm -hmm. those extra hours. And that's, that's not okay. I like, that drives me crazy. I would rather check in on my team and make sure they're, they're good and, taking the time that they need because coming from the US this is an amazing experience. I get vacation days. I, I can be sick. I tell people I, I have sense. a headache and they're like I'm oh, spoiled then stop being in Sweden. It, I, I realized that so I, I I couldn't see the problem as clearly as <laughs> oh. you you've seen it. So it, uh, sorry it feels for that. that yeah. way. So mm-hmm. that's why I like harp on it so much because I want people to know that this is okay and I want it to be like that. Let's continue and that's what I would like to see across the board really because
2: I think one thing that's very, it, you can, of course, get the data from it. But this is me speaking from personal experience, you know, working with multiple companies, being you know, being not from Sweden, uh, but from other country, uh, Croatia, and then moving to Sweden, and also then being international companies a couple of times and like working, you know, talking mm. and working with people from other countries as well. And one thing I definitely realized is that, you know, ensuring the good work life balance actually helps this, <laughs> actually helps with people to stay in the company mm. for longer they're happy uh helps with honestly staying people in the industry because they don't burn out because otherwise what you have people burning out people switching companies just because they can't do it Mm -hmm. uh so you have I would say, a lot of negative effect that it's maybe not visible right away uh and i think productivity also because when you get stressed when you get burnout low productivity levels of course go down because you just you can't and which is normal Mm -hmm. because you're not feeling good you don't like the work you're doing you just you don't feel like you want to work, uh, which if you keep having this good life balance and you feel happy at work and you feel, you know, you get uh, what you think you deserve mm-hmm. uh, for your work, um, you will be, you will work, you will have a better productivity, you will work longer, you'll probably stay at the company, you will, you know, you will not have any needs to switch unless, you know, if it's for more opportunities, which mm-hmm. is again, happens. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a multiple benefits of actually, that's just like, it's good, it's, it, mm-hmm. it is actually, beneficial for everyone yeah.
1: so <clears throat> i have not seen maybe the the dark side of, of this <laughs> so much since uh, i'm here in sweden Then, but isn't this an uh, so the question is is this an immaturity in this industry or is this an effect of it being a passionate
2: industry i think it's the both i think you also nailed something now because this is a young industry
0: yeah, it we is. Yeah, we are a young industry. There is so many yeah, things but that. I does... come from film, film and TV, and it's the same exact. It's uh-huh, the same. Okay. so there you have it. So it's yeah. more
1: the creative part where people. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. That's a good point because yeah. I think I mean the guy like the TV industry and the animation industry. I think mm. you can mm. draw um, uh,
0: parallels. Oh or, yeah, you know, similarities. Yeah, yeah. So that that's definitely where I see. You should mm. just
1: be happy to be there.
0: Not get yeah. paid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are, oh, you're joined. They ask so many times for people. Oh, to volunteer, and it's just a good opportunity. And oh yeah, Very like praying on passion, really. Mm.
2: Yeah. Oh my God, it's like you know, like you yeah, know, it's for
0: exposure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can
2: get your 15 mm. minutes
1: of the limelight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that is actually interesting point
0: of view yeah I draw a lot of parallels coming I worked in live tv for a while and then moving to like a live game you start to draw a lot of, of parallels and mm-hmm. how these things work and mm-hmm. I see a lot of similarities in the industries for sure mm-hmm.
1: yeah. but the, the film industry has been a lot uh,
0: around for some time
1: yeah <laughs> so thinking then five years ahead
0: uh what do you think I have high hopes for gen z I can't say that enough, the <laughs> amount of, of the kids coming up now who just mm-hmm. aren't going to tolerate that nonsense and the, so true. It, the like globalness now of they're realizing uh, Sweden is uh, has, you know, 30 vacation days a year, why don't, why don't we, and they're actually starting to push those buttons so in five years time mm-hmm. I really expect to see some changes. I mean, I, I know,
2: like, for instance, unionization and on different mm-hmm. countries and different levels, at least in our industry, are finally starting. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's going to be, I, I can see, I can see already it's not really going smoothly, but I'm not <laughs> surprised based, I mean, just on the culture and how the other things are, like how the companies are in the in, in those countries. But I'm also really looking forward to it. And I think what you mentioned, I think that's the, the new generations will be pushing for it because they will just not, it's like, no, I will not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so excited for them yay
1: but there's a lot of young people involved in this industry do Mm -hmm. you think uh, other generation actually older generation tried to step into this industry since it's becoming bigger it's now it's more sort of a formal own industry Mm uh and joining in because uh, sort of it's been swamped with fairly young people coming directly from school etc or someone having a very specific passion about something Mm -hmm. but would it open up for everyone like you would work at Ericsson or another sort mm-hmm. of big
2: company. Oh, I think so.
1: Even, I think it's
0: already happening. Yeah. I've seen it yeah, at yeah. least. Me too. Yeah, because I, I've, yeah. I've
2: worked with a lot of people who came from other industries. Just mm. had a lot of experience. Because as mm. we are becoming, you know, a mm. proper industry, you know, yep. with the proper roles mm. and proper needs, you know, specific very needs within mm. the game production. I can see a lot of people from outside of the industry coming in because they had this specific knowledge. Mm. Which they don't. it's not very game specific, but it is that area specific. Mm. And I think I can see it already happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see also that when um, talking to, and I would say, um, with uh, the people like us and, you know, with uh, over over 30, let's call it that way, mm-hmm. they do have, they do feel like they're not sure when I talk to if they're not in the industry and they want to go in, especially if they're like, oh, they, you know, they've been gamers and they like games and they, you know, they, mm-hmm. or they, you know, talk to people who work in gaming and they find it really excitingly interesting. I can hear them being really like, oh, you know, it's, you know Am, am, am I allowed to come here? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Am I let in? Yeah, I will be let in.
2: But mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen, like, you know, in both, I mean, it's our stable and now with the, it dies. We, mm. like, we have people who came out outside of the gaming industry.
0: It's more visible. And I think mm-hmm. the pandemic proved that it's sturdy as well like we we were you know obviously working from home is a challenge but mm-hmm. games did well during that time mm-hmm. period you can do you can work from home and I think more people are seeing that as an opportunity mm. and I I always welcome people from different industries you don't necessarily have to have game experience for certain roles you just have to be good at what you do and have an interest and I agree I think even now we're seeing people come into the company from different areas but I think visibility is a lot of it the industry Mm -hmm. is
1: yeah it has been much uh, clearer sort of as uh, being uh, companies and it's talked about as investments Mm. it's talked about in many areas Mm. so of
2: course uh, it's uh, way more visible yeah so So I think for the future it's just going to expand even more Mm. I think as we grow and establish ourselves as a a, I mean we are already establishing ourselves as a I would say one of the giant industries, when you just look at it on a global scale. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're getting on pair with the TV industry today.
1: Mm -hmm. We're
2: getting there, Mm -hmm. uh, which is quite big as well. And we all know how big. So I think we're we're just gonna, we're gonna continue in this direction, that is for sure. Mm